Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, good morning. How are we, Life Community Church? Absolutely fantastic to see you all, even all those people at the back. Look, let's give them a wave at the back there. Absolutely fantastic. It is wonderful to see you all and also a welcome to everyone at home that is tuning on into our podcast. Well, it's my privilege to kick off a new series today called Empowered Life with the Holy Spirit. And over the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at the Holy Spirit more. Who is he? What does he do? What are the gifts of the Spirit? What is baptism of the Spirit? How do we receive the Holy Spirit? And it is going to be awesome. So please don't miss out the next four weeks. Do what you need to do to get yourself here every week because you do not want to miss out on this series. You do not want to miss out on any session because it's going to be incredible. And one of the key verses that we're going to keep coming back to is Acts 1 verse 8. And it says this, but you, this is Jesus talking to his followers, shall receive power. Everyone say power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And we're going to find out how is it that this group of followers that actually when Jesus was about to die ran, legged it, were terrified. How is it that just a few weeks later, they are utterly transformed. They are no longer legging it. They are no longer hiding. It's as if they have become new men and new women. How is it that that's happened? And we're going to go on that journey as we're in this series called Empowered Life in the Spirit. I want to ask you a question first. Is there anything that has ever helped to transform your life? Or maybe put another way, is there anything that you have or that you do that you think, I just couldn't be without that thing? I absolutely love it. Like when I first got it and I first started using it, it's amazing and now I love it. Well, there's two things at the moment I could do without the first thing please be patient with me now, is Aldi. You know that I'm an Aldi fan, don't you? Can't do without Aldi. But the other thing is, something that I've recently discovered. And a few years ago, as a present, I bought Dave something called a Nutribullet. Anybody ever heard of a Nutribullet? A few hands. And anyway, we got it for Dave because he said, I want to be more healthy. And there's this thing, you throw all this thing in it and he blends it all up. Then you can drink it all. And I said, oh, that sounds good. I'll get you that. And Dave had this Nutribullet and I didn't pay the blindest bit of attention to this Nutribullet. Every now and again, Dave would get it out and he'd use it and I'd let him get on with it and say, that's great. And that's it until a few months ago when I was reading through a cookery book. 
I'm a little bit sad because to relax, I love to read cookery books because I love to discover new recipes. And I was reading some recipes that said making things easier when you're getting your kids back to school. And on this recipe, it went through this banana smoothie with oats and cinnamon and vanilla essence and you mix it all up. And I was reading it and the kids saw it and they were like, Mommy, can we make that? And suddenly I thought, that new triplet that I've not paid the blindest bit of attention to, suddenly is going to make its way out the cupboard. So Annie, I wonder if you can help me. So I have actually bought the Nutribullet with me. Would you like to see it this morning? So here we go. Here's what it looks like. There's the base. Okay. Thank you, Annie. She's good, isn't she? So base, that's plugged in. And then you have your container, which here's one. I made earlier. So we've got some berries in there, strawberries, we've got an apple, we've got a banana, and we've got some apricots. Does it sound healthy? You can add, I can put yogurt in this later, all sorts of things. And then what you do is you put that on the base, you plug it in, and for about 30 seconds, you whiz it. You let it do its stuff. Now, I did want to show you. Would you like me to show you? But I was wondering, how can this happen? Annie, do you mind? Can we, can we show them? Would you like to see it blended? Shall we have a bit of fun? Shall we do this? Let's come on over, Annie. Let's find a plug. Maybe we'll go over to here. You may not all be able to see us at this point. Apologies. But we, we plug the Nutribullet in. And then, are you ready? Are you ready for the blitz? It needs more liquid. Okay, so later on I will try it again with liquid in. But basically, when it works, it's amazing and it does work. It blends everything and then you can drink this. You can drink it in one go. You can share it about. Thank you so much, Annie. And it is absolutely amazing. And now the thing that has revolutionized our family is the kids are eating loads of fruit. They're having spinach in them. They're having berries. They're having all sorts of things and they're enjoying it. And they're asking for more. All because of this little simple machine. And it has transformed the children. It's transformed us into being more healthy. It's good to have treats, but it's good to look after our bodies as well, isn't it? And that's just a silly little example, but something that has helped to transform our lives. And this whole series on Empowered with the Holy Spirit is about transforming our lives. And for 30 seconds, turn to the person next to you and ask them one simple question. Who is the Holy Spirit? 30 seconds. Left or right person. Who is the Holy Spirit? 
Fantastic. Anybody willing to share anything that you just discussed? Pop your hand up if there is anybody. Who is the Holy Spirit? Any brave people in the house? Thank you. Third person of the Trinity. Breath of God, thank you. That's fab. Absolutely wonderful. Who is the Holy Spirit? Well, I want to answer that question for us this morning in just a few moments. And the Bible teaches that the Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus never referred to it when he was talking about the Holy Spirit. And in John 14, verse 16, Jesus spoke of the Holy Spirit as he. Here's the verse. In John 14, 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. See, the Holy Spirit is not a force and it's not a thing, but it's a person. And the Bible shows us that the Holy Spirit has intellect, emotions and will. The Holy Spirit speaks, he leads and he can be grieved. But... The Holy Spirit is not just a person. He is divine as well. The Bible teaches us that the Holy Spirit is God. He's God and therefore he has all the same attributes as God. He's eternal. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He is the creator the Holy Spirit is God. And in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 to 2, we read this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. You see, the Bible tells us clearly that right at creation... Right at the beginning, that the Holy Spirit was there. And it goes on to say, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, it says this, Let us make man in our image. Make them reflecting our nature. The Holy Spirit, friends, was right there at the beginning. At creation, there was God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is God. He's God. And a few months ago, friends, it was last year, we had a beautiful Sikh lady come into this church. She actually said she felt drawn to the church and she didn't actually know why. And she came and I, I saw her blindy and we got chatting and I said, tell me a bit about you. And she said, well, I am a um, Hindu, apologies, a Hindu. She said, and as a Hindu, she said, we have 33 million gods. 
She said, we don't even know all of their names like you possibly couldn't. She said, we pray to different gods for different things. She said, but I want to know about your God. She said, will you tell me about your God? Wow, don't we just love those questions, people? I said, no. I said, of course I will. I said, come, come next week. And she came and we sat outside in the sun. It was a beautiful day. We sat out there and I said, has anyone ever told you about Jesus? And she said, no, never. I've heard of him. She said, I know that he was a special man, I think, but no one's ever told me about him. We sat out in the sun and I got to tell the story of the gospel. A little bit of what we heard today through communion about God sending himself through Jesus, his son, and dying on the cross so we could take of his body, of his blood, we can be forgiven. And you see, I was able to share, I worship one God. One God in three distinct persons. I worship one God. And in that one God are three distinct persons. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God, three persons. You see, some of you may have heard of the word Trinity. And actually, just to throw this in, Trinity is not actually mentioned at all in the Bible. It's a word that we have used to help us understand an incredibly amazing concept. The word Trinity is not in the Bible, but what Trinity means is all over the Bible. It's absolutely biblical. And Trinity is taken from the word try. And try means three. Undo toi in French. Try. Triplets. Three children. Bless you if you've got triplets. That's wonderful. Triangle. Three sides. Trinity. Three. And the Trinity is the incredible mystery that God is three persons in one. The Holy Trinity consists of God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Some of you may have heard the term Holy Ghost. It's the same thing. We often refer to Holy Spirit. You see, all parts of the Trinity are God. God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is of equal importance to God the Father and Jesus the Son. And in Matthew 28 verse 19, Jesus clearly demonstrates and teaches this to his followers. Here's what it says. These are Jesus' words. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name, not names, singular, not plural, name, in the name of the, say it with me, Father, Son, Son, 
and Holy Spirit. And here, at the dawn of the Great Commission, the very final, some of the final conversations Jesus is having with his followers, who are going to become his ecclesia. He's called out people, the church as we now know it. He's saying, you baptise in what name? Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Because this is God. God in three distinct persons. Wow. What else does Jesus tell us about the Holy Spirit that we need to know? That you need to know, that I need to know as people that want to follow him. Well, there's a beautiful passage. Go read it at home in John chapter 14, where over John 14, 15 and 16, Jesus talks so much about the Holy Spirit. Jesus is about to be crucified. He's about to leave his followers and he leaves them with some incredible teaching around the Holy Spirit. And here's what Jesus says. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Turn to your neighbour and say, another helper. That he may abide with you forever. Say forever to your neighbour. Another helper. Remember that. That's in the NIV. But let, let's stretch our thinking a bit. It's good to sometimes look in different translations. It can bring things to light a little more. So in the, that's in the New King James, sorry. In the NIV, here's what it says. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Turn to your neighbour and say, another advocate. To help you and be with you forever. You see, there's two really important things. If you get nothing else today, please get this. Two really important things Jesus is saying. He's about to go. But he's saying to his followers, don't panic. You're not going to be orphans. I'm not leaving you and that's it. You're on your own now. I'm sending you another helper another helper. But in the Greek, this word another means of the same kind, in addition. So it's like, it's another same kind of me. It's not going to be me, Jesus the Son, who you can see now, who you can high five, who you can touch, who can have a meal with you. I'm sending you another helper, not like me, but of the same kind. It will be the same stuff of me, the same substance as me. What I'm sending you is in addition to me. And here's the other thing. And friends, this blows me away. I love this. You see, the word helper or advocate when it's translated from the Greek, because the New Testament was written not in English, I know that's pretty difficult to get our heads around, isn't it? What, the Bible wasn't written in English? No, sorry to break the bubble. The New Testament was written in Greek. And actually, Greek 
their language is far richer than ours. So when we go back into the Greek and we look at, well, what does this word helper, what does this word advocate mean in the Greek? Here's what it means. It means parakletos. You've learned a bit of Greek. Turn to your neighbor and say parakletos. And it literally means coming alongside. Coming alongside. I'm going to send you another like me who is going to come alongside you. He's going to come and strengthen you. He's going to come and encourage you. And friends, when we really let that sink in, it's amazing. Dave, can I borrow you for a moment? Husbands are good to use for visual illustrations. Parakletos, coming alongside. Don't be silly now. <sighs> Should have chose Keith instead. If the Holy Spirit is coming alongside you, what does that look like? What does that mean? Because as Dave is alongside me now, I'm getting up tomorrow and I'm going along my day. I've got a difficult conversation to have tomorrow, but the Holy Spirit is coming alongside me. I've got a significant decision to make on Thursday about my finances. But the Holy Spirit is right next to me. I've got a situation on Saturday. I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be. But the parakletos is alongside me. I don't think I can go on anymore on Saturday. I didn't see this situation coming. Holy Spirit. You're alongside me. Tell me what to do. Give me the strength. Give me the courage. Because here's the thing. The Holy Spirit is alongside you. The Holy Spirit is your helper. The Holy Spirit is your advocate. And Jesus is saying to his disciples there, I'm sending another that is going to come alongside you. Friends, if you're a Christ follower and the Holy Spirit lives in you, you are never alone. No, seriously, you're never alone. And I mean when the days are bright and I mean when the days are bad, you're never alone. When you feel like you're alone, that's not truth. That's feeling. And we don't live our life around feelings because feelings are like a yo-yo and a seesaw and if we live on our feelings friends will be the most unstable people on the face of the earth we live on truth and this is the truth the Holy Spirit who is he? he's a person he's God and he's been sent to come alongside you right now right today, right into your future, wherever you are. So, okay, 
Well, that's good. We've learned the Holy Spirit is a person. He's God. He's of equal importance to God the Father, Jesus the Son, and he is our paracletos. But why is the Holy Spirit important for you today? When we really break it down, when we really ask that question, why is the Holy Spirit important for you right now? Jesus, you said these words over 2,000 years ago. And I agree with it. I think it's all good. But what real difference is the Holy Spirit going to make in your life today? And just as we're coming into close, I want to give you three takeaways. Three things why I want to answer that question. And here's the first thing. The Holy Spirit is important to you today because you need his anointing. Turn to your neighbour and say, you need his anointing. If you want to live like Jesus did, you need his anointing. If you don't want to live like Jesus did, you don't need his anointing. Carry on as you are. But if there's anyone here that is saying, I want to live like Jesus did. I want my life to be significant for the kingdom. I want to pray for the sick and see them healed. I want to move in the supernatural realm. I want to bring the kingdom of heaven to people in my life. Then you need that anointing. If you're not fussed about any of that, don't bother. You don't need his anointing. But if we want to live like Jesus did, we need that anointing. You see, Jesus only started his public ministry after he'd been baptised with the Holy Spirit. He didn't start it before people, and that was not a coincidence. Jesus needed to be anointed with the Holy Spirit. And then, the word says, he went out in power. And then... He went out in anointing and then he went out and he did the miracles. He healed the sick. He brought Lazarus to life. He brought salvation. He preached to the people after he'd received his anointing. And I think, I think I can go out without his anointing. I think I'll be okay without his anointing. Friends, if Jesus needed the anointing of the Holy Spirit, how much more do I? How much more do you? How much more do we think we can even go a day without his anointing? Friends, every day, every day I say to the Holy Spirit, anoint me. I don't want to get up on that stage at church. I don't want to pray for anyone. I don't want to lead. I don't want to minister. I don't want to do anything without your anointing. Nothing. I don't want to stand at my next door neighbor's front door without your anointing. I don't want to go shopping without your anointing. I don't want to raise three children without your anointing. Because we need that anointing, friends. We can't do anything without it. And hear me right. Thank God for your gifts. 
Thank God for your intelligence. Thank God for your training. Thank God for the incredible people you are and you strive to be. Thank God for every earthly gift you've got. But friends, it will only take you to a certain level. It will only take you to a certain place. And then you won't be able to go beyond. You won't be able to push through. Because your goodness and your ability, as much as we thank Jesus for it, it will take you to a certain point and no more. No more. Because you need that anointing. And Moses way back in Exodus 33 verse 15 says, if your presence, what is the presence? It's God's spirit. If your presence does not go with us, do not send us from here. In other words, Moses was saying, I ain't going a step forward with this rabble unless you're with me. But if you're with me, if your presence is with me, I can take this rabble to the promised land. You can do something with this lot if your presence is with me. But basically he was saying, if you're not in it, I'm out of it. But if you're in it, I'm in it. And how about you? Do you want that anointing? Do you need that anointing? Do you desire that anointing? Because if you want to live like Jesus did, you need that anointing. And secondly, we need the Holy Spirit because he gives us access. Access is so important. I've got my passport here today. And friends, I could not, you know, turn up to an airport I've bought my tickets, I've got my luggage and I could not get there and say, I'm ever so sorry, but I forgot the tiniest bit of information. I forgot my passport. However, like you can chat with Ryanair, I've bought the tickets, I've gone, I'm, they'd say, I'm sorry, madam, you're not going anywhere without that passport. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you know. I don't care how prepared you are. You're not having access without the passport. It's like that with so many things as life. You can't rock up to a cash point and put your card in and get money out if you don't know your pin code. Neat, 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 four digits. You need to type it in. Then you've got access. Then you'll get the money. It's no point saying to the machine, now listen here, I haven't got the pin code, but there's a hundred pound in that account. Just give it me anyway. It doesn't work. You need the access. And the Holy Spirit, friends, he gives you access into the things of God. You see, the Holy Spirit gives us access into the supernatural there's a world out there that are hungry for the supernatural. On Thursday, go look out your doors. Halloween. 
On Thursday, go walk around your community. Go to the shop, see what they're selling. There's a world out there that's hungry for the supernatural. But unfortunately, we know it, friends. They're going down the wrong avenues. They're going down the wrong avenues. I've got a friend, I'm really praying for her. She gets her tarot cards out. Why'd you do that? Well, she said, people just, they just need something. People come to me because they just want something. Friends, we've got the answer. And it's not in the tarot cards. And it's not in the Ouija boards. And it's not in the witchcraft. And it's not in the enemy's territory. It's in the territory of the kingdom of heaven. We've got the answers to what they need. And the Holy Spirit gives you, as a Christ follower, access into the supernatural realm. You see, there's another dimension, friends, that Jesus wants you to go to. It's not just this earthly dimension. There's a whole supernatural realm that as a Christ follower, Jesus and the Holy Spirit is wanting to take you in. He's wanting to take you in. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be talking all about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Whose gifts are they? LCCs? Leanne's? The gifts of the, they're his gifts. He wants to activate those gifts that are already sitting in you right now. He wants to show you how to use those gifts. Because why? They're his. They belong to him. And the Holy Spirit gives you access into using his gifts into that supernatural dimension that actually, this is a challenge, you and me, if we call ourselves Christ followers, we should be operating in the supernatural on a regular basis. All of us. Deadly serious. You should be regularly operating in the supernatural. Well, Leanne, that sounds a bit weird. No, it's not weird. We make it weird, but it's natural. You may be at work and you notice one of my colleagues doesn't look right. That's the Holy Spirit maybe giving you a word of knowledge. That's the Holy Spirit releasing a gift in you. Can we have a coffee? You go out for a coffee, they chat. It's not good. You offer, can I pray? That'd be great. You pray. That's supernatural. You're moving in the supernatural. It's not weird and you're not freaking anybody out, but you're starting to move in the supernatural because God wants you to move in the supernatural through that access the Spirit gives you. And very finally, the Holy Spirit is important for you because he gives you authority. Authority. You see, the key verse that I mentioned before is that power came. Power came over these disciples and they were transformed. And the Holy Spirit wants to give you authority in your life. Some of you, 
You need to stop living that you're defeated, but the Holy Spirit is saying it's time to live like a victor. For some of you, the Holy Spirit wants to take you out of depression and oppression, and he wants to put a spirit of joy on you and crown you with oil of gladness. For some of us, we see ourselves so small and we live in intimidation. And the Holy Spirit wants to give you authority that you say, I'm not living like that anymore. I'm a child of God. And with a paracletos coming alongside me, I'm going to step into my future. I'm going to step into my destiny. Maybe for some of you, you're going round and round and round in circles with issues in your life. Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's issues that have haunted you for years. They stalk you. They trail you. You may change jobs, change relationships, change houses, change churches, but the issue is still there. And for some of you, I believe, over the course of these next few weeks, the Holy Spirit wants to give you authority to break these chains, to break these issues once and for all. But how are you going to do it? You're only going to do it through the power of the Holy Spirit at work in your life. There's no other way. There's no other thing. It's only by the power of the Holy Spirit. Church, it's time to live in that authority. It's time for you to live in that authority. Stand with me this morning. The Holy Spirit, He wants to anoint you. The Holy Spirit wants to give you access into the supernatural, access into everything He has for your future. And the Holy Spirit, He wants to give you authority. He wants to anoint you with an authority that only comes from Him. I'm going to take a moment right now to pray. If you're a Christ follower here today and you're saying, Leanne, I want to open my life again. Or Leanne, I want to open my life for the first time to the Holy Spirit. Then I'm going to ask you where you are to put both hands out in front of you open. Because it's a prophetic sign that you're saying, I'm here. I'm open. I'm not closed. I'm not locked up. I'm not shut down. My barriers are down. I'm open. And I want to receive. I want to breathe you in, Holy Spirit. And I dare to go on a journey these next few weeks of opening my life to the Holy Spirit. And friends, you'll never be the same again. You'll never be the same again. So that's you. If that's you and you want to receive this morning, put your hands out where you are. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray right now. Thank you. Oh God, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here this morning. You're amongst us. Thank you that you just want to enter our lives in a fresh way. 
You want us to know you in a fresh way. And I pray, especially for every hand that's open, every life that's open, that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. That Holy Spirit, you would reveal to them more who you are, who you are, and who you want to be in their life. Bless your people, I pray. Thank you for them, those that need that paracletos, that coming alongside right now. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. And we ask that you would do that. Those that need your authority in their life. Father, may they just experience that authority that your Spirit can bring. Bless your people in Jesus' name. And just right yet where you are, just for another moment, I just want to make an opportunity this morning, if you're here and you've never said yes to Jesus, you've never invited Jesus into your life, you've never asked him to forgive you for your wrong, you've never invited him into the driving seat of your life, and said, I'm saying yes. I want you to be in charge. I'm going to give you an opportunity now. I'd love to pray for you so that you can invite Jesus to come into the centre of your world. If that's you, and if you want to respond, I'm going to say a prayer that I'm going to invite you to follow. And I'd love to invite us all just to say this prayer together. But in this moment now, every other eye is closed. Just raise your hand so I can see if you're responding and you're saying yes to Jesus this morning. Just in that, this moment, just raise your hand. Wonderful. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. I'm going to say this prayer. And friends, church, let's say it together so we can encourage one another this morning. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. Jesus, thank you that you died for me. Forgive me from my wrong. Cleanse my heart. And thank you that I have a brand new start in you. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.